2: Welcome back everyone to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're celebrating Christmas in the NWA on Saturday night on TBS. Well, actually we're not, but it is the December the 26th, 1987 episode of Saturday night on TBS. I am sitting here with Hardbody Harper and Doc Turner has finally returned. He's put his pants on, his big boy pants on. He told Mrs. Doc, look, I got stuff to do. And I got to do a show tonight, so you get off my back. So with nothing else to say on this matter, uh, first I'll ask Harper how he's doing. Or Doc, do you want me to ask how you how you're doing first?
3: Oh, uh, Harper first, please.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Harper,
4: how are you, man? I'm so great. Lance is gone. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> how old was he? Fucking 80 years old?
2: He was kissing his ass for the last three weeks. he Oh, he's, li- he's gonna listen to this. He he knew he knew you all would start in on him, but he okay. has zero
4: personality, dog. None. Okay. Yeah, that's, oh. why he,
2: that's why y'all talked about um the LGN figures for fifteen minutes, and that's why y'all talked about various other topics for fifteen and twenty minutes on end, right?
4: Bruh, that shit was like talking to data from fucking uh, Star Trek the <laughs> next generation. <laughs>
2: All right. Uh, Lance, they're messing with you. Don't take anything. <laughs> uh, all right, Hoffer. How else are you doing, man? You doing all right?
4: I'm doing great, dog. All right. Stop fantastic.
2: That's great. Um, First round of the tournament of the Wildcat Sports Tag Team Tournament for the tag team titles. Did your team advance? I
4: don't have it. I don't have anybody in it.
2: Okay, I'm real confused. I thought you did.
4: Nah, bro. Uh, okay, I got singles. My single guys are, but the tag team isn't, because uh, okay. Stone got suspended for beating up the little, the little Christmas fella. <laughs> gotcha. All
2: right. Well, let's turn our attention to Doc. Doc, you're back. How you feeling, man? You still mad at me or Harper? Or you were a little salty when we did that AWA show.
3: Well, and I, I feel like there's a few things that I should probably start off. And say here, um, you know, it's be, it's good to be back. I'll say that. Let me start with that. I've missed Harper, Harper, and I, and I even, I, you know, I missed you, Mike. Oh, um, you talk
2: to me every day. What are you talking about?
3: Well, and that's you know. So we're gonna in lieu of a doc spotlight, and we'll see if we do that in the in the coming days or not. Uh, I think it's important to let everybody know. And Mike said, you know, I'll cover for you and say LaFonda had you doing stuff, but. You know, I, I had a med- I had some medical issues that I had to go take care of. Nothing too serious, and I know that doesn't please some of you. And I had a a family medical issue as well, and I won't go too much in this because we want to keep it light. And then, so you know, I had some. Uh, it happens where you get busy at work, so I needed to step away from the show uh, for a couple of weeks. And uh, I just want to I want to start off by saying thanks to Lance. Appreciate him stepping in. I know a lot of people out there liked him a lot, but uh, he, he stepped in and uh, it was actually, in all honesty, it was my idea to, to ask Lance to come in. And I think he did a fine job and he's he's a knowledgeable guy, except for maybe he did slip up a little bit on that JCP uh, part where he, he didn't know that uh, who bought Florida. But that's all right. I want to <laughs> thank uh, I want I, I In all honesty, I want to thank Lance. Uh, I appreciate him keeping the seat warm for me and I know a lot of people out there liked him. Um, but I think it's important to to pull back the curtain a little bit on on booking the territory for just a second. so if you some of you guys that have been with us for a while know that when we first started, if you remember back and Mike says doc plays heel, I wasn't a heel when we first started the show. is that correct Mike?
2: I don't remember, man. That was that was almost four okay. years ago, man.
3: Okay. So there was a time when Mike and I, this is before Harper even, had a conscious des- decision where I would turn heel on the fans and everyone in order to try to get in a crowded podcast market to try to get more people to listen and just to be more interesting and try something new. And you know, over the years, it's, it's, it's hard because – at the end of the day, I'm not much different than most guys. I'm just, you know, I I sit there and before I come in here and record, I eat dinner with my kids and my my family and then I have to like get mad and angry at Mike and come in here and call people saps and marks and idiots and stuff and I have to work myself up a little bit to do it. But over time it's gotten harder and harder to come in here and quote unquote play heel because you know, it's not, it's not, It's. Been, it's an act, it's been an act, and so, um, I, you know, I'm just going to come out here, and, and <laughs> it'd be real easy for me to say, be blessed and be a blessing, but I'm trying to be serious here, uh, be humble, uh, and just say, look, I know you guys have hated me for a long time, and I don't expect that, that everything's going to change overnight, but I'm going to give it a shot. Hey, I say let's bring we'll shut down the docaholics. We're, everybody's in the army. This show has been real successful, and uh I think we're on the verge of doing big things. And uh hey, I'm gonna keep my political party will still be titties. We're still gonna stay unprofessional. Conrad's still gonna steal our stuff. But I'm a, I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it my new year res- resolution, not new year, new me, because that's stupid broad logic. I'm going to be nicer to the army here. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to extend my hand and a bridge here so that we can all be one book in the territory community. Mike didn't know I was going to say any of this. Harper didn't know I was going to say any of this. Just just trying to speak from my heart here tonight. And uh, again, I was out for a while. I missed it. I listened to the shows cuz I lo- I like this show. I think Lance did a fine job. Harper had me rolling with throwing protein powder in people's faces and shit. And I'm going to keep setting him up with dirty, dirty things to talk about. And uh, here's the thing. If Mike and I hated each other, why would we still be doing this after four years? So with that being said, Mike, uh, back to you.
2: Well, Walker, wow. you got any thoughts about uh, that sermon we just got?
4: Wow. You sound like a nice person
3: well I mean it's I, not I, like I st- Harper
2: would tell the truth I mean he waited till Lance was gone before he before he, before fucking he put the to him
3: <laughs> now Lance is a nice guy <laughs> he does I, you know and I called him human ambient a while back and I did that's I didn't I was just quote unquote playing heel y'all should become patrons and go behind the paywall and listen to Lance and Mike on a uh, world class man Wow! But hey, we're we're still gonna be dirty and filthy. We still like titties and fat asses, and yeah. don't like broad yeah. logic and all that shit. So we're gonna still be talking about Harper's animals and his his wild encounters with animals and squirting with squirters and whatnot. But I, I'm just gonna try to you know turn over somewhat of a new leaf here. Beautiful. I still don't like Sting. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, I I Beautiful. never disliked. Armando and Cepeda and Thog and what's his name, um, Adam Price and Mullet and Phil Allen. I don't dislike any of you guys. You've been listening to our show for four years. What sense does that make? So anyway, that's all actually, I got to say. We'll keep I think moving you're
2: lying. I think you're lying about Phil Allen. He's an Eagles fan. So you, you actually.
3: Well, okay. So that part's a little tough to take, but hey, I'll overlook it for now because it's not football season. How about that? Okay. All right. I, so, well that's I enough of that bullshit. It. So, I mean, there's only so much nice we all have in us. Let's talk about <laughs> some wrestling.
2: All right. Well, first off, uh I did want to mention something um long-time listener Kevin Carter lost his wife to cancer. I just wanted to send some positive vibes his way. Uh Kevin has been listening to us for a while. He loves the unprofessionalism that we bring to uh this show each and every week, twice a week. So, Kevin, condolences and hanging there, man. I know it's uh know it's not easy. I can only imagine. So uh, you hang in there, man. I know it's a tough time for for your life right now. Um, then I want hey, to as a guy as like- a
3: guy who had recently had some medical issues. I realized that these podcasts do mean a lot to people. I mean, you listen to them while you're going through your daily struggles and shit, even down at the shoot job where that's a daily struggle too. Hey, we do have a on a lighter note. We do have a. Uh, Patron show that we need to cut pretty soon because uh, T Rex did not disappoint at the shoot oh, job recently Jesus. with his uh. So what would he do?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we got it. This is for the patrons, Hopper. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we do it on Friday, we'll, because it won't take Doc long. It's like a fifteen minute, unless we really get rolling and burying him. But Hopper, when you hear this, you won't believe it. You will, th- you'll think he made it up. And he didn't.
4: I want to see a picture of this guy. Sneak a, sneak a picture of him. <laughs> and send it to me.
3: Kayfabe, brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy marky e. Blassie, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry. And then uh, you know, we, we we're doing the, the new five dollar tier where you're going to get the Jim Crockett promotions and NWA WCW pay-per-views and clashes in 1988. As of today, we're basically only a month away from the first pay-per-view, the bunkhouse, January 24th of 1988. So we're coming up on that. We're going to have to record that one as our uh, our first one. But I uh, want, re- want to just mention Tony Matkovich, Jeremiah Lawson, a few P- I know they all jumped up to the $5 tier. And then we had some new patron members Jason, and if I say your name wrong, I apologize. Lemire, Le uh, Mike Alicia, Wes Lilliman, and then uh, Pete Trelevin. I believe you moved over from Podbean. And then along with good old Justin moved over from Podbean as well to Patreon. So thank you all again as Pete, Wes, Mike, Tony, Jeremiah, uh, Jason, and good old Justin. Thank you, whether you signed up new or moved over from Podbean to Patreon. Very much appreciated. Doc, were you about to say something?
3: Uh, I don't think so.
2: Oh, I thought I cut you off, so my bad. Uh, oh, all right. no. no y- my,
3: my, my bad, my friend.
2: Oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't no, know. am just to, I ain't gonna be that crazy. To I don't know if I can get used to you being. I still that gotta get.
3: It. I still gotta get my shit in. Come on.
2: Of of course you're gonna get your shit in. Uh, let's see how long this face turn supposedly lasts when it comes to you, because it's gonna take one encounter like we had in Oklahoma for you to turn heel again and just start burying stuff. Which, by the way, I found that audio doc. Oh
3: really? Yes. Well, yeah, that was a that was a night to remember, to be sure. Let Uh-oh. me just
2: say, you and Hopper were extra extra mean to the fans. That's what? all I will say. Oh uh, boy, I'm releasing it again when I get a chance. I got to put it up for uh, on a, on the Patreon feed. All right, uh, y'all want to get into this thing? Some uh, NWA? Yeah,
3: yeah, man.
2: Well, it's December 26th, and Doc, I just. As, as we're like getting started on this December 26, 1987 edition of Saturday Night, do you remember over two years ago we started doing the Saturday Night version of this show? Do you remember Ric Flair on that episode? He got the Rolex. Do you remember what episode I'm talking about?
3: Two y- On his on the first one we did?
2: No, no. It was two years ago, but it was like At a Christmas, Christmas week episode. He and
3: Garvin beat the piss out of each other, right?
2: Yes, and Rick was like the only person who showed up to perform and
3: Yeah, everybody else mailed it in except Garvin and Flair and they went out there and just chopped the crap out of one another.
2: Yes. And uh I think you said something like Rick was like, Man, I'm married, but what's the use of being home? I'd rather be on the road with the boys. He's and-
3: sitting there, he's sitting there with some Christmas goose looking at his watch, going, Uh I probably need to get going down to the arena, uh Little Charlotte and Ashley were there like, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> That's nice. Nah, That's nasty, huh? Barbara and Tammy are going to call me Daddy later, little girls. I got to go. Wow. What? Okay,
2: nothing. Well, the show kicks off, and they're showing a replay of the Horsemen in the opening, and we get Flair's promo from last week with Flair calling Hayes a spandex cowboy. Hobart that popped
3: and Doc- by the way.
2: It did. By the way, I am sharing my screen. If y'all can see it, let me know
3: if oh, you yeah. can't. But... man, look at that wet combed back hair and <laughs>
4: it looks like baby doll, huh?
3: Come on, well he, he does. kind of? Kinda...
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Hopper said that last week, and I was like, he doesn't look like baby doll from the except back, except
3: for the beard. But he's probably got as much on the up tops as she has. Whoa! Wow. Well, she's that's not her best feature. Okay. So anyway,
2: Hayes comes out to confront him, as we saw, and then then we get a replay replay of uh you know we we all discussed this last week. So, um, Doc, you weren't here. I mean, I, I'm sure you you kind of watched it. Maybe you didn't, but basically, Hayes gets jumped by the horsemen, and then they they send the horsemen running. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on the opening at all, Doc?
3: Rick's just looking of at him like, "Who in the blue hell do you think you are?" But man, Hayes is such a convincing promo.
2: This was a. Mm. Uh, this was this was some really good stuff from last week and
3: It wasn't nice the smartest week. move on Hayes's part to try to jump on with all the horsemen there but hey, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah, he's trying to make a point. He ain't scared of nothing. I ain't scared. That of studio is still guy. there. Hey, Cornets talked about it. What does Corny say, doc? Do
3: you remember? No, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is. It is was a corporate what? asset at some right, point. Right, that's what I'm saying. No. It's conveyed to sale.
2: That's a good question. I, I think it is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Is that not Techwood anymore.
3: Avenue or some something like Techwood that? Drive? Yeah. I think, yeah. Hey, hit the hit the time gimmick on this thing. Where are we at? It. Okay, right.
2: two twenty. So anyway, Sorry. um, we then uh we we were in the studio as they showed that clip from last week. We're now in the arena, and it's J.R. Shivani and David kick off the show. They're live on location. We're not in the studio. We are in Raleigh, North Carolina. So. I don't know. I kind of like these Saturday nights where we get out into the arenas. Um, I always think uh, it's a little bit better for to do from time to time. We did it a couple years ago a lot, and here we are again. So I don't have anything from the opening, so I'll keep going. We got Ronnie Garvin and Mighty Wilbur who defeat Chance McQuaid and Tommy Angel. Harper, you must have loved this match.
3: I didn't watch it. What is so fucking uh Hold on, go back. Don't go up there, Mike. Stay back. What do you want me to go to? 343, and tell me if that girl looks like Miley Cyrus or not.
2: All right, let's see. It's uh, The match is getting ready to start between Wilbur Garvin, McKay, and Angel.
3: Her? Uh-huh. Huh? teeth? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, look, I'll look at her teeth.
2: Miley Cyrus? That's that I, actually, water. I actually know who Miley yeah. Cyrus is, and she don't look like Miley Cyrus.
3: Well, maybe. You Montana? The fuck no. You sure? I mean maybe if she had like a, a, a hit from electroshock therapy or something. <laughs> you think you think that's your boyfriend sitting next to her? Oh, that's a good question too. Where's his where are his hands? Come on. <laughs> Let's go watch some wrestling. Look at, that, look at that look at those eyes though. I mean, that's really <laughs> not the look of you, somebody who's, who's mastered did, her multiplication tables. <laughs> did you hear
2: off <laughs> Harper just did the Comer pile for her boyfriend. What, what did Let's you go say,
3: out
0: Let's
3: go out some wrestling, man.
4: <laughs> the mom doesn't look bad next to her. i make
3: out with her. Uh, yeah, and want, But look at the, that hair, though. It's no wonder that we had a hole in the ozone layer in the 80s.
2: Boy, you ain't kidding. All the aerosol from these broads in their eye here.
3: All right. I was, I was watching this match and just thinking to myself, and as I step back into this, you know, I, I haven't been watching completely, but I was thinking, you know, six weeks ago Garvin was the champ, and now he's yeah. out there having to drag Wilbur around.
4: Yeah, I was thinking the same shit. I was like, Why is he God I, I think of last week he fucking ran in with fucking Gar with with uh with fucking Jimmy Garvin. So you think you might have been tagging with him or something to save Michael P.S. Hayes?
2: This is very weird. But what's even weirder is, once they win, Garvin yeah. and Wilbur cut a yeah. promo, and
3: is it is it was it just mere? Was Garvin really trying to help Wilbur out, and it still wasn't going well? Yeah.
4: Well,
2: I, I mean, tell Wilbur you is, what,
3: it's just we're uh.
2: we're gonna get to it because um. As I was reminded by disrespectfully classy, Marky e. Blassie, some of the times these bad promos are actually so bad. They're actually kind of entertaining. So I, I do want to play something. Cause it's not, I mean, it's not a terribly long one, but here it is. This is Garvin and Wilbur after their match.
5: Okay, Jim Ross, you know, after you knocked him
6: out, I don't know if he I'm felt amazed, that or you're not. You're amazed, you're amazed. You see, you never, never know about Roddy Garvin. See who I got as a partner. Yeah. Hey, you never know about me. I'm going to tell you, you want my respect. Show me you can handle yourself. This whole country boy has. He has all my respect. I like a big man like that on my side. Because I'm going to tell you, we can do a lot of damage. I am going to tell you another thing too. In the NWA, it is hard to survive. Very hard to survive, to be at the top, to be in the mainstream. But I'm going to tell you, this country boy can survive. I have survived. And I'm going to tell you, Ric Flair, you might try to ignore me i am not dead nobody's buried me i didn't retire and i haven't quit and i am number one challenger on the list because i am the former world's heavyweight champion in 1988 rick flair we legal. we're going to be looking at each other right across this ring somewhere we're going to be staring at each other you're going to be shaking in your boots now i know a big wilbur here whole country boy's got something to say quite an endorsement right there from ronnie garvin hey, good to see you yeah uh, uh, I just about don't have words for, for what I can say about being here with Mr. Garvin. Uh, you know, ever since I found out I was going to be tag-teaming with uh, Mr. Garvin, I got on the phone, and I called Hayward, and I told all my friends, you know, yeah. I'm going to be teaming with him. Uh, <laughs> well, he's a former world champion, but he's going to be the future world champion, too. It just feels so good to be here with him. And uh, when I called everybody well, the news got out, and you wouldn't believe my telephone at home. Really? It it's like it's money. like the Hayward Directory assistance. Right. You wouldn't believe it.
5: Okay, well, it was, and, uh, certainly was a great match.
6: Well, thank you, thank you. Okay. And uh, I just want to tell uh, Mr. Garvin, uh, congratulations geez. on the match and everything, did real, did real Over, good. can't go wrong. I'm going to tell uh, you, if any tag team combination in this country wants to put their name on the dotted line, step out in front and let us know. You can even call us long distance. We'll accept the call. Call collect. Man, uh,
1: with, uh, Will and do
2: whatever I can do for him. Okay, fans, we'll be back. Right this... All right, bro. Here's what I can't figure out. I I'm trying to figure out if Wilbur is trying to sound like just a dumb country boy or if he really can't cut a promo. Um
3: I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure I, out. I used to think it was a, a get a bit, but now <laughs> I think it may be real. I, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Harper, oh. how many times did – how many peckerheads did you know back in the day in the 80s that would run around singing country boy can survive? Yeah, that shit was big,
4: man. Fuck. That shit was – that shit was big for for years.
2: So y'all think Wilbur's not even playing anymore? He's just that bad on the mic?
4: Yeah, I think he's just – I guess they figure he's a big, big, huge monster and, you know, was fucking – We can do something with him, but he's just, it's, I think he's, he's the real thing.
3: How hard would it, (laughs) it's like, if you could really sing, take somebody, like if you took Aretha Franklin and said, okay, sing out of tune. Yeah. How bad would it be to cut that bad, intentionally cut that bad of a promo?
2: Man, I thought it was part of the gimmick, but now I'm like,
3: I don't know. Maybe he's so good he's worked us, I don't know.
2: And just like that, the Road Warriors uh, on the next match beat the piss Bro. out of Bob Emery and Trent Knight. What do you have on it, Hopper?
4: Did you see it in the very beginning? Yes. Animal gives him those those forearm shots and he's still got the fucking spike uh sleeve thing and he just hits right Yeah, here it comes. I'm like, There's no way he's gonna hit him. Did the, the fucking spike thing still on? Wrong.
3: Surprised that thing didn't bury in his chest. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't believe I, I saw that same thing, Hopper, and I was like, This guy's gonna have holes in his chest.
4: Unless oh, they're rubber,
2: I, that I, I don't think so, man.
3: Why are you talking about it like it's real? I don't even <laughs> think they're plastic,
2: right? That's that's metal, man.
3: <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's a better story if it's metal. yeah
2: Yeah. there we go it's real damn it uh yes i saw it hopper anything else you had from it no he beat the piss out these guys or this one guy particular uh doc what about you
3: no that was mine is that they they were out there playing around with spikes yes (laughs) come on all right
2: we go to lex luger i'm not gonna play it um Mm. luger has the jacket he has on is a 1987 special um, he calls out Arn, but he wasn't good. He was really choppy to me. He, he was hesitated.
3: not. He, he was not good here. But here is my question: When they go to this promo, are they in the arena for real? There or are they on a screen in front? Because I watched this on my phone, and it was hard to tell. No, that, I think they're really there.
2: Yeah, okay, that's not. A, I, I could a...
3: It was real hard for me to see on my phone. You know, there's lots of like just stains on it. And Whoa. Dirt. What what? That's like my phone. I want to We know tip. about We know <laughs>
4: about your phone, dude. I bring them mine to a sperm bank and see how much I can get. Ring it if, out and just No, yeah. not ring it hey. out.
2: Just wipe it with a fucking tablecloth and that bitch <laughs> is turn that bitch into the doctor.
3: Pull out the squeegee <laughs> and just
2: Pull out the (laughs) squeeze use the squeegee on the screen, man, and you got a half a million right there ready to go. go.
3: Imagine remember back when he was sending us those pictures of what? The squirter. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. He doesn't understand what kind of trouble that could get a couple of married dudes.
2: Well, that's what he was like. I remember when we were recording this.
3: Whoa,
0: whoa.
2: (laughs) 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 I remember when we were recording that squirter episode, he was like, what? What's the big deal? And, and like, for me, Doc was like, my kids pick up my phone. And that's not a problem with me. I mean, m- my kids don't. They don't pick up mine. But, but yeah, man, my wife could pick up mine at any time. Like, I, I, I didn't do it. Don't blame so, me. You
3: know, Sasha's like, so, you're into white bitches now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the pisses
4: ones, too. <laughs> What's, oh, so oh, so that's what she want me to do to you? Is that what she want me to do, Michael? Bruh, I'm supposed bruh. to fucking piss on you, bro. <laughs> I got you. That's not fucking happening. Go get some little crazy white bitch to piss on you because I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> you know what's funny? You, about don't, know what how, this you don't
3: know how close you are to the truth on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, Doc
3: that's 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 scary how close to reality that that really is
2: right that was close man you were in the 90 percentile right there pal <laughs> <laughs> all right uh any thoughts on luger doc other than what you shared
3: uh, he struggled through that one pretty bad yeah hopper,
2: anything from you same thing yeah Larry abisco defeats ricky nelson in the next match hopper anything from larry and uh, ricky nelson
4: no, nothing. Yeah.
2: Doc, what about you?
3: The only note I had here was it felt like JR was starting to step on Tony's feet here, but you know, I don't having two play-by-play guys in the booth is rough. Man, I mean, we know, we know the we know how hard it is to run a three-man booth here and it takes time to get your chemistry down and to kind of fan out and get your spots, but JR and Tony are playing the same position. It's like having Four point guards on the on the court at the same time.
2: I agree, and um for me, I was I'm more than fine when David Crockett decides not to be in that booth with him and just let Tony and do their thing. Fuck,
4: yeah, fuck that, man.
2: Because let me ask y'all this, or I mean, Doc, I don't know how much of the ones you've rewatched since you were out, but um when you when you watch it now with Jr. Uh, doesn't it doesn't it feel bigger sometimes? Even though we we're not really hot with angles, just Jr. calling the commentary.
3: His voice okay. lends a, a a, as you said, big time to it. But it's also this is starting the window of the the of peak Jr. through like yes. the, the late eighties, early nineties. I mean, you know, Brian last talks about that a lot is that was when he was just the end of the UWF into the late days of WA. He was just the best in the game. The problem with it is is that I think of Tony Schiavone as being the voice of Saturday Night, so it is a little difficult to have JR in there, but he brings a lot to it.
2: I agree, because Tony was the first voice that we, um... Uh uh-oh, we got Spam slam. There it is. By
5: Hormel, makers of Spam and other grocery products. Freebird Michael PSA's has many weapons he can use. Oh, oh
2: Hayes, Hayes is getting the Spam time. Slam.
4: I got you All Spam right. Slam right here.
2: Harper, you know what's funny? I was in the grocery store last week, and I took a picture of the of the can of Spam. uh uh-huh. And it's scary how that logo is the same as it is now that it was
4: then yeah well see if you're someone that buys spam you don't give a fuck if the logo hasn't changed
3: did they raise the price did they raise the price on this shit
4: (laughs) right that's all they're worried about (laughs) it's like remember like back in the day like in the 70s in the 80s when like pickup trucks the body styles never changed Yes. The, yet, because back then the the type of person that drove a pickup truck, they didn't give a fuck if, if it had the new headlights or this one's got the new this or that, like it is now. Because because they were buying it because they fucking needed a, a goddamn pickup truck. For work. that's how right, and that's how spam is. They're not buying it because the, the fucking can looks cool or there's a you know fucking a, you know LeBron James is is on the fucking can. They're buying it because. I'm fucking hungry, and I got I got two dollars
3: on me, and I'm tired of ramen.
4: Yeah,
2: the man makes a point, Doc, doesn't he?
3: Man, that uh, tell me about it. Fuck some spam, though. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't that I ain't that hungry, and I I ain't trying to play heel. I ain't that poor either. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I told you I, I love being I was- the sausages, though.
2: Well, see, I wasn't a Spam person. I, I I, didn't mind the Vienna sausages, but Spam just... I, I, I don't know. I
4: And fucking deviled ham, that's some good shit. Uh,
2: yeah. Harper, yeah. you know, as we're watching, Larry, I'm sorry, Tony and JR give an update on the bunkhouse. Yo,
3: yeah, when you watch that, though, you need to look at when Tony speaks, JR looks like, I'm going to stick this knife so far in your back. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs>
2: What I was about to say was, Harper, did did your parents or uh, any of your family down in South Louisiana uh, eat that damn uh, hog head cheese?
4: My, oh. d- my dad loved that fucking shit, man. Oh,
2: that shit looks nasty as fuck.
4: Dude, my dad used to eat fucking sardines, bro. <laughs> oh. oh, God. This was back That's when he was ridiculous. still alive, like fucking 10, 15 years ago. It would be sitting like in an office. Oh,
3: wait, was, he, was he alive ten or ten or fifteen years yeah. ago? Yeah,
4: and then like we'll be sitting like in an office, and I could just smell it. I'm like, you eating fucking sardines? Mind Jesus, business, boy! Ah, uh, uh, it just it smells like a fucking tackle box.
3: Not much difference between a sardine and your mom. Shut the fuck so. up. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. I just such... had to...
3: Wait, wait, Mike. What kind of office do you think they were sitting in? Wood paneling on that office. Wood, I was
2: about to say wood panel. <laughs>
3: One of those construction calendars that's on the on the wall or on the deck. Yeah, I got it. Yeah.
2: Harper, did it? Did it have wood paneling?
3: No. It did. Yeah, it did for real.
4: <laughs> it was all those fucking calendars up that the people used to send us in the mail from all different, you know. Fucking companies, they'll be like the, you know, fucking battery
3: supply company. What do they supply? Yeah. Supplies. Yeah, fucking uh, Dixie fucking
4: office supply. That'd be like the, you know, the fucking Mount Mount fucking Rushmore, or the one with the fucking animals and deer and fucking eagles and shit on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that and hog head cheese,
2: right? He 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 would eat that.
4: Yes, he would. Fuck that. Dude, that's... that
2: shit. Harper, that shit looks like frozen vomit.
4: Yeah, like, I, I, I've i never fucking tasted it, and I never will.
3: How I, hungry would you have to be?
4: Starving. I would have to be like a fucking walking dead apocalypse type shit.
3: Or yeah. could the patrons pay enough to get you to do it? I don't fuck.
2: No. mm I can't I, 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 Dude, my mom used to sit there and... and and cut that shit and slice it and like eat it with crackers. That's and my dad was, used to do. That's some old timers, brother. I hate that bullshit. <laughs> and, and I would like, she would go, she like, you want any? And, bruh, I was like, hell no. It looks, and I would tell my mom, I was like, it looks like vomit. It looks like, like molded vomit.
3: Yeah. No. If yeah, it does old timers live, especially if the, they were touched by the depression, that. They didn't give a shit, dude. They'd do anything. Yeah, that depression must have been some real shit, because those people were crazy.
4: Well, that's when people started eating crawfish and uh, boiled, boiled crabs, because uh, prior to the Great Depression, that was seen as, like, white trash food. That would be, like, eating spam Jeez. now. Man, because, you know, great. You, right, well, you, you know, who the, wants, who the fuck wants to eat this crawfish that's been crawling around eating shit in the bottom of the fucking pond and all, but when the great depression hit, everybody was fucking poor. And that's when everybody started eating crawfish and crab, a ball crabs. And that, and, and that's when it caught on the more, you and know, that,
3: and there's your spam slam of the week with <laughs>
4: so,
2: um, Tony Shavani and Jhar—they—they they gave it like a bunkhouse stampede update with the standings. I, I'm not going to go into it, but uh, they update they get about all
3: that hairspray. Jesus Christ! Well, I was about
2: to say this they give an update,
3: bitch. <laughs> they, give <it> up, <laughs> they give
2: an update on the finalists for the stampede uh, that's happening on January 1st in the Omni. There's going to be a stampede January 1st in the Omni, and what Doc's talking about is during the sting and Mark Fleming match that Sting wins. They go to the crowd, and they have this woman who's got three cans of, um, I don't know, a brand of hairspray that white women use, but it's 1987.
3: Aquanet, Aquanet pal. And Aquanet. that girl's name, I guarantee you that girl's name is Tracy.
2: Or Pam. <laughs> or Lori. A Lori is
3: a good one. Lori is an underrated one.
2: Yeah. Harper, <laughs> uh, do you want to sc- oh. describe this uh Woman to for those not watching on Patreon.
3: Picture, I could just picture
4: that girl walking around Lakeside Mall in 1987, going in into fucking uh the record bar and, and fucking flipping through the fucking records,
3: looking at White Snake records.
4: Yeah, what, look, oh, oh, oh think, look, they got the record Before I, say,
3: before, I'm, <laughs> before I'm gonna say what I'm about to say. How old do you think she is?
4: There, is she, yeah. I guess she's like high school age, huh? Mm. I
3: don't know if um, I should say what I was going to say. Oh.
2: I think she looks like she's about 17 or so.
3: Yeah. I'll just uh, to to show that I'm turning over a new leaf. I'll pass on what I was going to say. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh I think I think she's a little young, Doc. But we will keep the show moving because Doc's favorite okay. wrestler, Sting, she waves at the at the camera. Sting defeats Mark Fleming. Doc, any thoughts on Sting right here?
3: Well, I, just because I'm gonna turn over a new leaf with the patrons doesn't mean I'm gonna turn over a new leaf with Stung, dude. He's awful. That's where me and the army's just never gonna agree. I I just can't with him. Well, I just I mean, I can't e- I can't even.
2: There are people who agree with you, like a uh, longtime listener and patron member, Clifton. Clifton said that to said that on a Facebook page one day. He was like. uh he said, I, "I can't remember Clifton. If I quote you wrong, I'm sorry. There's another broad in the crowd." Uh, he said something, "A ruin or something or something."
3: It is, is that we just did that AWA review show for one of our patrons that re- they requested, and it's not that Sting is the worst. He's a body guy instead of a wrestler. He's the best of the body guys, but he doesn't do much for me. As a- oh, look at those babies! What's up, girl? We
2: gotta get some commentary on that. Oh yeah, keep going, Doc. Keep going, Doc. Keep going, and then I'll freeze it on that frame. There she
3: is. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be out at the park later. Do you want to? There's a party. Um, I got an eight ball.
2: You gotta describe what you're making comments about. People can't see that are just Uh, listening. How
4: old are these girls? Like oh, college 25 or something like that. Yeah, oh, I'm just saying that because he wants me to say whatever I'm to say. <laughs> oh. the I, chick, like
2: hold she, up, the chick, the redhead chick on the right, yeah, stone washed shirt That's of That's like Jackie. somebody's
3: mom, dude. That, she she's
2: tired. like 28.
3: Yeah, she is. She gives toothy blowjobs. That's nice.
2: I don't know, man. I think she can suck a tennis ball through a garden hose. Man. Hey, bro, you that's know.
4: one of those you give her fucking eight ball, and she's yours.
3: And the one on the, on the left there, the one on
2: the <laughs> He's like, like he speaks from experience.
4: <laughs> she just not
3: toss it to her, and no words are spoken. She goes, kind of does the nod, all right.
4: <laughs>
3: I bet you that bitch
4: drives a fucking Chrysler Baron convertible, bro. Which one? It's- Fucking either one of them.
3: The one on the left, one on the left is concerned about her weight. That's why she's wearing the black, which means she'll do all kinds of freaky stuff. That's
4: true, huh? She looks like some broad from like designing women.
2: (laughs) I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know if this is a good idea to start sharing my screen again. It slows the show down, but it's great. (laughs) Hulbert, can you describe the one on the left
4: <laughs> She's got that she's got that big a big black uh top on or she's covered like it's a garbage bag <laughs> you, Like I you know them the little uh those like black garbage bag things people wear like in the gym to make themselves sweat Yes that's what she's wearing that's what it looks like Uh I've right. missed the show
2: <laughs> all right, well let's let's keep moving. We're never gonna get through this show, as y'all. I mean, they keep panning to these broads in the crowd. Do you
3: know, Gee, man? They, at they least there were women time. in the crowd back then, instead of today, where it's all young bucks fans.
4: Yeah, a bunch of fat asses. <laughs> bunch, of, bunch hey, of fat Falcons hey, with a shirt. This, you know, hey, all that, those fucking.
3: That's your market, Harper, for you to sell shirts to.
4: I know it's fucking horrible, huh? What the that's fuck? A,
2: all right, well, let's keep moving because Sting is going to win this match. And as soon as he wins it with the uh, Scorpion Deathlock, we're then going to go to a promo with Dusty and Nikita if uh, I can get to it. Um, I'm not, I'm actually going to play Dusty. I'm going to play both of it, but just a second of Nikita because, dear God, um, mm-hmm. Nikita is just, well, I, I don't know what the hell, but look at Dusty. Dusty looks glorious, but uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> on the other side.
4: Yeah. Look at, look at that big package, yes.
2: ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me play. Let me play. We'll talk about it.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, with us now, the superpowers, Nikita Koloff and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. In just a little while, you've got that big tag team match. Well, you know, David, i got a couple things to say before we get into that. Right here, we're going to make history on television tonight. A few weeks have went by since Starrcade 1987. A lot of things have happened to the total package. I went home myself, reevaluated the situation. There are a lot of seeds yet to be sown by Dusty Rosie the American Dream, dedicated in 1988 to defending this U.S. title against all comers throughout this country. There's no retirement in my mind. There's no laying this whole tired body down. There's only getting after it. I had to look at two things, family first, and then I had to look Nikita Koloff in the eye. He came to me at a time when I needed him. He became a close confidant of mine. Way before it was fashionable right now in political world out there for Russia and America to get together to try to smooth things over. Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes was doing it before it was fashionable. We were smoothing over the countries, the superpowers in this world. We were politically inclined to say, put everything aside, bring together two great countries and take a hold of this thing that we're going for. That's to be the best at what we can be. No man do I serve with any more pride, any more thing in my body than Nikita Koloff. No man has stood next to Dusty Rhodes like Nikita Koloff has, and I'd be damned now if I'm going to leave him out here by himself. Larry Zabisco, Bobby Eaton, Tully Blanchard, Aaron Anderson, anybody that wants the U.S. title going to get a shot in 1988 at Dusty Rhodes. And yes, we talk about the Stampede, the wild card. It happens to be me and Nikita against three of the baddest men in the world in Atlanta, Georgia, January 4th. But let me tell you something. We both know emotionally what happens if it comes down to me and Nikita. That don't take away from the fact that we're going to be there going 110%. And one last thing before Nikita says anything to you, wrestling world, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, and Nikita Koloff are... Before it was fashionable, the super powers, baby. And that's what it's all about. That Lutacy
1: has got a better partner than you are. Now, I got two men I want to talk about. Michael Tanzo and Kevin Sullivan. Hello? You, I think, have made a big mistake. But you choose which side you want to be on. You choose. Now, you have to live with that. And I'm going to make you pay. Now tonight, the thing most important to me and to my super partner, tonight is you as a tag team title. I can think of nothing better than for the super partner at this time to be you as a tag team champion. I have one ball, I have two balls, He has a belt. Two more could not hurt. Let's go for it.
2: it. That, that's what I was like, what are you talking about? But anyway, um you, Harper, you wanted to say something about about Dusty. So, uh um, I mean, he's get up. His
4: fucking so, his, his his jeans are pulled up all the way up and his fucking ball sacks. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at that. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that, Harper. Uh, I, I noticed it. I mean, dude, it's it's fucking staring at you.
2: It, look at his nuts are like to the left side of it. Right. Like, that's his that's his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at his balls, Hopper? No, I'm just kidding. I can't help it. They're
4: staring at you. I know. It's Mm -hmm. like,
2: all right. um, The promo. uh, What else you got, Hopper?
4: Fucking. um, Well, Dusty still fucking has it. Fucking Nikita just doesn't. Nikita looks like he's fucking LL Cool J. LL who? LL Cool J. Yeah, with his fucking Adidas fucking shirt on and all and.
3: What's okay? I again I watched this on a small screen. What's on Dusty's hat?
4: It's uh, uh Willie Nelson something to do with what uh
3: Willie Nelson. Okay, I guess it looked like on no, my shirt. little screen, it looked like Elton John
2: <laughs> one, truck, that. one of those one of those trucker hats.
3: Yeah, you got to wear like that. Will- well, you wear that kind of hat when you're in the Willie office.
4: Nelson. Uh,
2: I can't I can't tell I think it says there.
4: Willie Nelson, huh?
2: I think that's what it says too, but I
3: yeah you got to wear that hat when you're in the office with Harper's dad and the wood paneling and the calendar.
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ, no shit. Uh, Doc, what did you have from the promo? Well,
3: I was going to say something political about because he was talking politics, but in the interest of uniting the army, I'll I'll refrain and and move on.
2: I just thought it was funny that he that he he,
3: he did take credit for bringing together the United Bruh. States and.
2: All. No, well, what I was gonna say was, if you listen to him, he's basically talking about how wrestling ended the Cold War when he and Nikita right. teamed up. Oh yeah,
4: I, yeah, that's true, huh? And
2: I was like, <laughs> that shit flew over my head. But he's talking about, hey, we ended the Cold War. We we made relations great. I was like, oh shit, Dusty. That's yeah. why the
3: brilliant he,
4: Wall came down, dog.
3: He was, out yes. there cutting, he was out there cutting a Reese's peanut butter. Two great tastes that taste great together. Shit. <laughs>
4: right.
2: Uh, let's keep the show moving. Uh, Doc, did you have anything else from Dusty there?
3: Not, uh, other than his ball sack, I don't think so.
2: Yeah, we can't top that. Dr. Death. Is out there. He defeats Curtis Thompson. I have nothing Get from it, Doctor. Get him
3: up. Nah, fuck. Nope. Up, <laughs> nope. up, now what? Uh-oh. I'm struggling with you. It's like a drunk girl in bed. What do I do with this dead fish,
2: bro? When y'all are giving commentary on what we're sharing, job. please <laughs> explain what you're saying that about.
3: Harper and I don't have time for that.
2: <laughs> okay, Doctor Death was trying to lift up uh, Curtis Thompson and couldn't you get remember, him, and
3: it was a. Do you botch. remember? The, do you remember the uh, Sopranos where they kill Ralphie, and yeah. and it, they're sitting there eating peanut butter and Ralphie's phone rings and he's like, "Please leave a message." With my busy schedule, I do not have time to return phone calls. They were like, "Man, he was a, he's a dick." Well, that's God, us. Harper and yeah. I don't have time to do play by play. That's nice.
2: Uh, Dr. Death wins, and then that is followed by a Barry Windham promo. Um, I have nothing from it. All Barry's doing is talking about Dr. Death. He's going after the UWF title, and then Barry says he will win it soon. Uh, Doc, do you have anything from it? Mm-mm. Harper, what
3: about you? No. Uh-uh. Uh,
2: they go straight from that to a Ricky Morton promo. Uh, Doc, anything from the Ricky Morton promo?
3: Oh, let me see here and pull up my notes.
2: I want to see if you're going to catch what I caught.
3: I thought he was all right there, but is, did he say? Is this the one where he says it's easy? There's not a lot I can do about you jumping on, or I don't know. No, no. Uh, let me guess. He's here to stay, not here to play.
2: No, yeah. but I could have swore, unless I got it wrong on my notes, he called the New, Ze- New Zealand
4: flag the the uh, UK the flag. British flag because he's fucking dumb. <laughs> Whoa, damn! I mean, oh. I mean, I'm just saying
3: they're from the <laughs> They're from fucking New Zealand.
4: Two different countries,
2: right?
3: Right. Really how many... different sides of the world if we're going to be... Right. If we're going to be um, picky here.
2: How many people did not, did not realize that
4: back then? All of them. Yeah, yeah. No, people didn't know fucking shit,
3: man. People can't well, point out the, the 50 states on a map now.
4: Well,
2: I'm going to go back to what Doc said. And it, this is not just true as we make fun of fans. Doc said the first time he saw the sheep herders and they were holding up that New Zealand flag for all he knew that shit was some communist nation that was coming over to take over the Man, wrestling. So I was
3: eight years old. I knew two flags, the United right. States, and everybody else.
2: Right. So it's kind of one of those things. You just, you just like, wow. You know, um, Eddie Gilbert's out there taking on George South and what a heck of what a you- backdrop we just saw.
0: Yeah. What's
3: the finish here? Because I have a note about the finish, but I don't remember what it was. It was oh, the hot uh, shot. Oh, yeah. Right.
2: You always Off use the, the hot shot. What the about problem,
3: it? The problem with the hot shot is the same problem I have with Jay Lethal's lethal injection. And we all know I love me some Jay Lethal. He's awesome. It takes too much to set up. You think? Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. You know, it's my, it, you know, I, just because I'm not a heel doesn't mean I can't have opinions.
2: That didn't look like... That wasn't too much to set up. We just watched him do it. Do it again. Okay. So I'm going to go back 20 oh. seconds. Okay, okay. They go into the sequence right here. George South, he bumps. George yeah. South shoots him off. Irish whip. Eddie Gilbert reverses. George South leapfrogs him. Comes off. Eddie catches him. Hot shot.
3: That's simple. Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know what I was... I must have been drunk when I watched this. Well, I've been what drinking you a lot. I've been drinking a lot lately.
2: Doc told me he switched to e cigarettes lately. I just want y'all to do that.
3: I'm I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: I'm I'm, I'm, it's
3: a joke. Don't get my don't get me worked up.
2: Uh, somebody sent me a a DM, they finally heard the episode where Harper said it's like sucking Optimus Prime's dick. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that was a classic moment and I regret not clipping that. um, segment, and uh, I still don't got to find out what episode that is. That was a great comment, Hopper. Good job.
4: Well, you're welcome.
2: Yeah, anytime, man. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go to the Road Warriors right here, because they're about to come out here and cut a promo, and Hawk is intense.
4: The Legion of Doom, the
0: Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. You know, some David Cogan and come time once again,
1: whenever there's a great moment happening in our sport, you'll find the Hawk and the Animal and Precious Paul, the Legion of Doom's name, right there on the card. I'm talking about the Bunkhouse Stampede Finals. That's right, I made it to the finals and I plan on taking that boot and all the money. Now Warlord, Barbarian, I have a call off. Stay out of my way. I ain't playing around. You don't want a piece of me or a piece of my brother. Tell him, Huck. I just want to tell everybody out there in the wrestling world that this is our interview time. We bought it. We paid for it. It's on the contract, which is for a whole lot of money. And I could say whatever I want, whenever I want, do whatever I want. That nobody can take this interview time away from me. And I dare you to try. So what I'm saying is, Bottom line, my time, I'll do with what I want with it. All right? What are you really trying to say? Nothing. Get him, Paul. You know David Crockett?
2: All right, so they're setting up the weightlifting competition. But, look, the the rowers didn't say a whole lot there, but they're so damn intense, man. It's it's still a good promo. Uh, That was my thoughts. Doc, what was yours?
3: He didn't say a damn thing, but he scared me while he was doing it. And I just never understood, even at a young age, when I would have bought whichever flag was from whatever country. Why do y'all have to buy your interview, Tom?
2: Yeah, I don't. That, that That'd be like that at don't. work
3: if they say you got to buy your own supplies. Man, Fuck you.
2: Well, that's nice. Uh, Harper, what do you think?
3: What's Hawk's
4: problem? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's mad. You, you Animal.
4: Is Go there ahead. friction with the Road Warriors? Nah. No, hell no. You think he gets pissed off at somebody? Nah,
2: I just think he's out there, didn't have much to talk about, so he. Talking shit. It, yeah, cutting an intense promo. Animal was real good the way he looked at the camera. Can
3: you imagine having to deal with those guys and then realizing that as Hawk started battling personal demons, he was battling personal demons on the other side of the ring from where he was about to whip your ass?
2: I would have been a rough one. Harper, what do you think? Uh, yeah,
3: fuck that. <laughs> I mean, they were probably on the clean side there, and they were sticking spikes in people's faces. Imagine once it got dicey later on.
2: Yeah, that was rough. Um, I mean, <laughs> they were on the clean side. I mean, they were, you know, I mean, they were on the, the, the juice, but... I think it's funny when you hear Cornette tell that story about the time he was cutting a promo in in, in the studio and he's like, you know, they they're they're, uh, they're they're on that basically steroids and an animal walks up to him and goes, "Corny, uh, we don't mind you cutting promos against us, but we're flying through airports with these steroids in our bags, man. You might want to <laughs> you might not want to <laughs> say that <laughs> on national television with 15 million people watching." Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so um, we go next to a promo. It's, uh, I'm sorry, a match. Michael Hayes defeats Larry Stevens. Doc, any thoughts from Hayes uh, on Hayes and Stevens? I just,
3: going back to the world-class stuff and today, and not in the the studio, but when you see Hayes come to the ring, he just knows how to come to the ring and look like a star. Dude, dude, dude.
2: No, I agree. And Hayes is in good shape here, too. I mean, he's, he's yeah. For him, he's pretty lean. He's out there working all those matches with Ric Flair, as, as Lance educated us on. Hayes wins the match with uh, relative ease. Uh, Harper, any thoughts from you on Hayes right there?
4: He's just fucking beast of guy, then he just walks out. I was, yep. I was waiting for a promo or something. Nope.
2: All right, so we'll keep moving. Uh just want to remind everyone, if you're not a patron, become on at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Uh, move up to the $5 tier if you are a patron, because we've got 1988 pay-per-views and Clash of the Champions coming up. Plus, Doc and I released an AWA episode recently. Lance and I, by the time this airs, the ECW episode requested by Mike Prue would have been released. Uh, Jesse Jacobs requested the AWA episode, so we did that one. But again, become a patron. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon, BTT, the world-class shows. Plus, so much else that's up on the Patreon side of things. Gotta be over 160 or 70 episodes as of this time, as um two brothers behind JR God. and Tony. <laughs> <as they are. laughs> Tony and JR are giving us an update, and then they throw us to some footage from the Omni on December 25th, 1987. And I'm going to rewind that back so Hopper and Doc can laugh uh at the two That's brothers feet, who, who walk behind Tony and JR as they're ringside with the fans. And stop for a second to flex their muscles, and you gotta believe Tony can see these dudes out of the corner of his eye, and he completely no sells it as he's talking at jr <laughs> uh, anyway, doc any any thoughts on this as i as I go into it? I'm gonna talk a little bit more about it in a second, but uh, what do you have?
3: Well, those were your people, okay, that's nice. Wow. So basically, basically I just, said it, I just said it before Harper could. That's true. <laughs>
2: Um y'all remember the last uh, on the last Smoky Mountain wrestling episode that aired, Doc gave the demographics and we went from 8 African Americans in the town to 112.
3: Harper and, said, they, and, they were doing, and, "Y'all were doing good."
2: And I and I said, "112, huh?" And Harper with a straight face goes, "You see, Mike? Y'all doing pretty good." <laughs> That got a lot of traction from, uh, I think it was Jose Corona on the uh, Facebook group and many others on the Facebook group. All right, so we're we're in the Omni. It's a bunkhouse that Tully and Lex are the last two competitors. Lex ends up eliminating Tully, but J.J. and Arn end up attacking Lex uh, Luger after the match. Tully then whips Luger with a weightlifting belt. Out of nowhere, Ole Anderson hits the ring in street clothes and helps out Luger. Luger's on the house mic with J.R. and a challenge is made with Luger and Oli versus Tully and Arn at the Omni on January first, nineteen eighty eight. I- I'm not really gonna play the-, the interview that Lex gives in the ring with JR because the it's on the house mic and you just can't understand it. Um you can make it out a little, but it's not gonna come through good on, on the on the show. So I don't know. I-, I wanna go to Harper first. Any thoughts on um everything that went down here where Lex Luger got beaten and Oli comes out to help him?
4: I was like, Look, it's fucking Oli. Where the fuck yeah. have you been?
2: He's been gone since what? April maybe? Uh, or is it May? It's been a while. He's been yeah. gone. But holy appears and he helps out Luger. Um, What else you got, Hopper?
4: Nothing. Anything? Just, uh, salute salute. Uh, holy looks like some guy that drives a fucking Ford Bronco, doesn't he?
2: I bet you he did, or close. Yeah. Down. Doc, what about you? What you got from it?
3: Man, I like him bringing Ole out, his members-only jacket, man. That, that's a great, great angle, a great piece of business that he's helping the guy who replaced him. That that has a lot of uh, possibilities and opportunities. And now I got to say, I mean, spoiler alerts be damned, Ole's in both promotions that we're covering here.
2: That's nuts, isn't it? That he's showed up and, like, that, the, what's, the, I mean, the, it's not like we've planned this. This has happened multiple times where somebody shows up in Smoky Mountain that was, that was, just happens to show up in Crockett. It's very it's crazy, though. Harper, I don't, did you ever, I know you wasn't with us for a couple of episodes that are going to air. I'm, I don't even know if you watched it. Did you even see that segment where Oli shows up with his son?
3: Uh-uh. Okay. Oli's in he, Smoky Mountain now. Okay.
2: Yeah, with his son, yo, it's. I don't know. You didn't miss too much with that one that you, uh, two, you weren't there for. But uh, he he shows and, up with his with his son.
3: And let me tell you, they're showing the match here on the screen for New Year's Day. I'd pay to go see that.
2: Yeah, I, I would. think so too.
3: I there's would. a lot because they never paid off the Olie angle. So there's still that resolving issue, and now they're hot at Lex. Man, I, I'd love to see that.
2: And then there's that old thing, too, that Cornette always would say, you know, how can I miss you if you never go away? Well, Ole went away, and and now he just shows up out of the blue on Christmas night in the frickin' Omni to help out Lex. And Lex and he shake hands. And yeah, you're damn right. January 1st sounds like a, a nice place to be. Uh, I mean,
3: shake you know, off the going? hangover, have a couple of beers to shake the cobwebs out, and let's head down to the Omni and watch some ass whipping.
2: All right. Anything else from it, Doc? Uh
3: uh-uh. uh.
2: All right, so then we're gonna go to uh, the longest match on this week's Saturday night. It's Midnight well, Express.
3: Well, I can't see the time there. I need you to go to fifty-seven forty-five for me.
2: Oh, you're talking about for the next match, fifty-seven forty-five. Okay, so uh, I'm at fifty-seven forty forty-one.
3: See those right two broad, that You see those two broads right there? Oh God! I
2: knew, <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring this up.
3: What do you want to bet? Stan had both of those that night.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Somebody Uh, did. That's a given. Somebody on the roster was inside of both of those women. (laughs) Damn
2: doc, somebody was inside. All right.
3: That's nice. But the the question (laughs) is who? Because that one on the right looks like. I mean, the one on the right looks like she's a full-on metal chick. Yeah. But uh, who does that put her with? Maybe Hawker, Animal. But I think I'm I'm putting my money on that. That Stan got both of those broads at the same time because the one on the left looks a little goofy.
4: Yeah, she looks cute. Uh, I, I,
3: Natalie, I one of those those two broads. His name is Natalie. Which one? It,
2: it, the broad the Oh bro uh, no,
3: the no?
4: broad one's named like I don't know. Janice. Janice. Wow. Rebecca.
3: Rebecca's a good one. Yeah or Lori. With a K. I mean. There's a K in there, not a C.
2: Or oh, oh, no, I got I got I get the blonde, you know what the blonde her name is? Lauren.
3: Huh? huh?
2: Lauren. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so doc, my note, my note was you can't tell me that Stan or Rick didn't have their way with That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Somebody My exact note said
3: five seven four five stand bang both those broads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, uh, let's 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 keep playing. If you want to know what we're talking about, again, you can get the video version of this at tinyurlcom BTT. All right, let's get into this match. So they go nearly twenty minutes. The midnight versus Nikita and Dusty Rhodes here. Uh, So, again, the Midnight against Nikita and Dusty, the U.S. tag titles on the line. Uh, Doc, I I guess I'll ask you first. um, I'm going to play the finish of it, uh, or I'll go to the finish in a second. Uh, But did you have anything before we go to the finish of the match? Yeah,
3: I like Corny's Yuletide tennis racket with the Santa Claus on it. And the other thing that's really important to note here, I think, is that you don't get to see Dusty wrestle on free TV much. He don't go out there and get in the ring much. So this was like a, I mean, even though everybody's got feelings about Dusty as a booker and all that, he is for intents and purposes at this time period, the top baby face in the territory, he's on wrestling on free TV.
2: Fair point, And he's against the midnight Hopper. Did you have anything on the match before I go to the finish of it?
4: You go to finish, but they. Right. You should go to one sixteen forty eight, where this girl right. tries to where she. Uh,
3: I like she, how all our timestamps are broad and none of it is about the wrestling.
4: Yeah, no, they got a uh, one sixteen forty eight. Some fucking broad tries to take a swipe at Cornette. It's good to be all right. back.
2: All right, so <laughs> I'm at here. Here's going into the finish right now. <laughs>
4: All right, Hopper, she'll be coming up.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. I saw that.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, so let me pause it for a second. There was a broad that literally took a swipe at Corny as he was running around the ring. Mm-hmm. Wow. I,
3: I thought she was over the railing at first.
4: No, she was behind. If she was it.
3: over the railing. She would have got hit by that tennis racket.
4: Because I mean, yeah. because she was, because she ran in front of. Because Corny those wouldn't people. have
3: had. To, Corny probably wouldn't have had time to decipher who was who. There, it would have been self-preservation. Thwack. Yeah.
2: And he was going into the spot for this finish right now, so yeah. I, I'm sure he was just trying to get to his spot. So let me let me go back in. Um, basically, um, um, well, let me just hit play. Here it is. Corner's in a sleeper.
5: God,
1: Cornett, the sleeper. And He's, He's
6: out. Is out. Like a big bubble. gonna wake him up, sure.
2: So basically, Bobby Eaton misses a big leg drop. Dusty has Bobby Eaton in a figure four. Cornette comes in, and that's when the ref calls for the DQ. Dusty puts Corn in the sleeper. Who God, Corny went out super duper fast. Um And then from there, Bubba wakes up corny. Dusty and Nikita win by DQ. But after the match is where the fireworks happen because although the faces win because of DQ, the Midnights proceed to beat on Dusty and then Nikita.
3: I thought this was a great match. And man, you think about how long they went and at the end how sweaty Hebner was. That building must have at Christmas time even was a pressure cooker in there, man. Just hot and nasty and swampy and then you had all those broads in the audience and it probably smelled like like what? I don't know <laughs> Harper saved about a month ago. Bad decisions <laughs> under Tammy's skirt. I thought the Midnight's looked really good there, and you, to get in there with Dusty and I mean, they look like big time players that belong on that stage.
2: Uh, Harper, what'd you have from it?
3: I like the finish when fucking Dusty saved them.
2: Was- they they did they did this good, man. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was done well. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I thought this was done well. Um, all right, anything else?
3: Nah, bruh. Right. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. Let's
2: go to the next promo, which is Tully and Arn and Rick Flair. Uh, they finally got something to say. Here it is. The four horsemen are out there.
4: All right, at the Omni, it's
2: family against family.
1: <laughs> you know, guys, listen to the Luger, come out here and talk a while ago. And we were like brothers, we were this, we were that, but I'm taking it upon myself, I'm going to go out and I'm going to kick y'all's tails like it's never been kicked before. Well, you know, I go back to when I was a little boy and think about revenge and what it was told to me like, well, Lexter, revenge is mine, saith the Lord, but if you want to take that omnipotent position and you want to come after this group, big boy, be our guest. Because you come, we'll roll out the red carpet. Because the horsemen revolve around turmoil. We like people coming after us. We like being the center of attention. That's what we thrive on. You should know that. You should know that. If you've learned anything in the last year, you should know that. But big boy, if you think the Enforcer A is going to back down, or myself... You're sadly mistaken because, my friend, all of this hardware all has World Heavyweight Champion on it. And you, my friend, got nothing but abs. Max Luger, I always consider you to be one of the most intelligent, well-read athletes I ever came across. I always respected the athletic prowess that you possess. I've seen you do things at a gym that made my eyes roll back in my head. I always love to train with you. I love to travel with you. I love to watch the way when you walk into a room, heads turn. I respected that. But suddenly, all of a sudden, you want to take my friendship, this man's friendship, and the World Heavyweight Champion's friendship and put it all aside to be that shining star. You have no order of priorities. Well, Lex, you got to understand, we were the horsemen from his conception. Myself, this man, and this man. The reason it was four horsemen, it was a family unit. What you became was an outsider that we let come in. Now, you got all these people behind you, and when you come into a packed arena, you may think I'm the man that you can bowl over and then go to him and then go to him. Well, you said it right. Anytime there's a problem in a bar, Walking down the mall, in an arena, and of any man, I step forward. Because, you see, I don't fear any man. I'm going to get busted up. I've been busted up. You can look at my face. I don't plan to go to Hollywood. But what I do plan to do is remain a world champion and remain a horseman, something you can never return to. David Crockett, take a look at this joint. It's on fire. You know why? Because... The horsemen are in town. Every woman in a joint. I and one of us, not Michael Hayes, not Jimmy Garvin, not Lex Luger. These women, these people want a style and profile. They want to be part of the cult. We are what's happened? And P.S. Michael Hayes, you are a nothing happening poor man's Ric Flair. So take a look at it. We are the champions of the world. We are the best there is. We are the horsemen. Woo! (laughs) Mike
0: Rattano's up next.
2: I'm going to go to Doc first. Doc, what do you have?
3: Man, it's good to be back and see Arn Anderson, being Arn Anderson, man. When he said, then there's a fight at the mall or at the bar," I step forward. Damn, I'm that guy. I'm gonna get in it. I'm gonna get beat up. I'm gonna get cut open. I don't give a shit. I'm a horseman. What What else do you need, man? And shit, I loved. I loved when uh Tully said, "All you got's abs."
2: That was good. I got something else. Uh, And then Rick
3: just and then Rick just basically said, "We're gonna as soon as Stan picks, Stanley picks out, Stanfield picks out his two, we're gonna take the rest."
2: Harper, what do you have from it?
4: Fucking
3: Arn was great,
4: man, because he didn't really shit on him.
3: He said, "You can't come back though." Yeah. So
2: when. Tully is out there quoting the Lord.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know, huh?
2: Tully said He was, like said,
4: he, he, was he, he was like Jake the Snake.
2: Yeah. He was like, Revenge revenge is mine, saith the Lord. I was like, What? And then Arn goes, I don't plan to go to Hollywood. I plan to remain a horseman, something you'll never be able to do. I was like, Oh, all right um and rick was on it rick everybody here is eyeing us they want to be part of the cult i mean just that's what you need the horseman to come in and cut a four minute long promo and set everything right with the world and uh that's what i had but uh doc anything else
3: no man i it's just uh, just think turning my mind to think about they're the four horsemen, so they're going to need a replacement soon. Who could that be? Mm. Who's it going to be, dude?
2: No spoilers here.
4: Fucking...
3: Paul Roma? Yeah.
2: Hopper's friends with him on Facebook.
4: Yeah. You, you you're not friends with Paul Roma?
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm not friends
3: with him. <laughs> he says it like he just would be.
2: Yeah. Like I know him or something. Let's go to the last match. It's Mike Rotunda. He defeats David Isley. Kevin Sullivan's on commentary with Tony Schiavone. It's kind of weird, the commentary, but it is what it is, man. They're building up. I mean, we've kind of spoiled it a little. The, the varsity club is in the making. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got from this. Doc, what did you have from it?
3: Yeah, I'm glad to see Kevin Sullivan doing something besides just running out there and telling us what all is going to happen. So I'm, I'm down with this. He needed something.
2: Yes, he did. Harper. Anything else from you? We've been talking about this for a few weeks now.
3: Yeah, I f- I'll be honest. I fast forward to this
4: match.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, it's just
3: well, you you are the you are the guy who apparently showed up to a WrestleMania post game show without having watched WrestleMania. I just don't. It's it's another Mike Rotunda match, and it pissed me
4: off when I sat through a Sting match that lasts like a fucking half an hour. It's like, fuck. (laughs) Don't worry, I got it. And then the Michael P.S. Hayes match lasted 30 seconds.
2: Yep. Fuck. All right. Well, let's go to the the last match. It's crazy because the rotunda match goes on for a little while. And then literally they start a bunkhouse stampede with three minutes left in the show. Or uh, two minutes left, so it, there's not much from it. We don't even see the who wins it or whatever. But anyway, uh, Doc, did you have any thoughts on the bunkhouse? I mean, we don't really Lot, see much.
3: Lots of punching in there. Yeah. What
2: that else you gonna spints. do with all those guys in the ring?
3: Yeah, this is. The older I get, the less bu- battle royals c- capture my attention. When I was young, it was the greatest oh, thing my ever. God it was the greatest thing when it was a a, fact, a, a battle royal match
4: <laughs> i remember one time in the it, i think it was at the uh, lakefront arena they had a, a a tug of war before the show and it was a bunch of wrestlers versus i think it was saints players or something
0: jesus christ
4: they had a yeah it was a big tug of war deal who won i don't regard. i just I don't remember. I was so small. I don't remember.
2: Was it a WWF show or? NWA?
4: I think it. I think or, it was in WWF. Oh god, I I don't remember, but I remember they they had the fucking tug of war battle before the show started, kind of like a dark match type of deal. Mm.
2: Yeah, battle I'm with you, Harper. Doc and I actually had a side discussion about bunkhouses and battle royals early this week. Doc admitted to something, but I don't want to say it. Oh, I'll but, say
3: it. I, I, I'm here to tell the truth uh, to the people. The the Battle Royal is the one place where the WWF did something better than everybody else. Because with that Royal Rumble, they got that shit right.
2: And I agree. Where you have every three minutes or two minutes or however many minutes they decide. Mm-hmm. You, have, you start off with two... And every so often, somebody comes in.
4: I, I ain't, ain't going to come a out here. a
3: way to do it.
4: If you don't know who it is, right. that's a big surprise. That's right. right. It's
3: a reveal. And you can bring in somebody back to this territory, mm-hmm. an old legend, a familiar face. But, hey, look, I ain't, I ain't going to turn over a new leaf and say, I like the WWF. Let's, let's be honest. The big blue cage is stupid. Their booking is stupid. Sports entertainment is stupid. Their cartoon bullshit is stupid. But that Royal Rumble is, is all right. That's a great concept.
2: I mean, for thirty minutes, you you. I'm sorry, for if, for thirty people, you you. Well, technically, you start with two. For twenty eight people, it's a mystery who's next, mm-hmm. and that shit goes mm-hmm. on for an hour. Yeah. Who's going to be next? They got that yeah. shit right. I'll give them credit, man. the The Rumble is usually pretty damn entertaining.
4: Yeah. The way we do it is we got. It's like the Royal Rumble and the last two guys when it's the last two men, it turns into a a, a traditional wrestling match. That's good too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I like that um that's a good take on it as well because you got it's Royal Rumble style where they gotta go over the top, but the last two, uh, we're gonna settle this like men. It's you gotta right. be pinned or submission. That's a great way to do it as well. I'm with you. Um, but that actually wraps up this week's episode of saturday night we're not done yet but that was the uh, nwa portion of it so um doc's got a new le- lease on life and a new attitude so i guess i'll throw it to him first and let him rate this one.
3: Uh well it's good to be back as i've said several times it's good to. i felt good to be back in the rhythm of watching some wrestling and coming in here on wednesday night and talking about all this and uh it was long oof when, when does baseball season? When does spring trading start for the Braves? Come on now. I think that's over, right? Oh. Well, it is no, December, I, Harper.
4: No, what, what I'm saying is... Did the Braves I, disband? I don't think we, we're we going to get those again. Those shorter fucking episodes. Well, we're going to need them in 1988. <laughs> <I> mean, we, <laughs> because the movie... Because You didn't get them. one for the whole
3: year. Oh, I was kind of counting on those. Um, well, this is the last episode of '87. Another year in the books. This was a good episode. I'm probably feeling a little generous just because it was it was good to get back into the saddle. But I'm gonna say give uh, me an A minus.
2: I'm gonna give it a B plus. Harper, what oh, you gonna
3: say? Wow, I will give it a an a minus.
4: Oh, well, no, a, a, a solid A. Right. Harper likes his wrestling, man. I mean, I mean it, I, a, fuck, bro. Cool. You had Dusty and fucking Nikita. And Oli. Well, that's true. Right, and fucking Oli showed up.
2: All right, I mean, damn, don't
4: beat me up too bad. We had a Spam Slam.
2: That's true. The Spam Slam should have given an A right there. You see, Hopper? I was mistaken.
3: All those tasty sluts in the audience.
2: Jesus Christ, how many nah, women did nah, they pan nah. to? How many broads did they pan to? We should have kept count, man. It was at least six or seven. at easy.
3: And they all looked into it, unlike the women that you see that get drugged to an ROH show by their boyfriends. It's like they're all this and they're fouling their nails like this shit's fucking boring.
2: I'll go first with the Rolex. I am going with Arn. Doc, you, who are you giving it to?
3: Man, I ain't even gonna say I hate to agree with you now that we're buddies again. I'm going with Arn, man. That that was just hey, I'm I am whipping because that's who I am.
2: Harbor, what you who are you giving yours to?
3: Yeah, it's gotta be Arn. It has to. That's classy Harbor. What?
2: Yeah, what? What? What did he do?
3: Check your text messages, Mike. <laughs> oh Jesus.
2: What did he send? I can't
3: talk. I can't talk about it anymore. I'm I'm forbidden from go, talking about this topic. So I can't.
2: <laughs> he keeps, Bro, he keeps saying he would bang this broad. <laughs>
4: God. Bro, look at that. <laughs> I, I mean, I see you <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. He, wants,
2: he wants a piece of that bad, where, uh, For everybody who's wondering, it's 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 this broad that is uh she's a politician and Harper just <laughs> he just wants to bang her. He doesn't care if she opens her mouth. Well, actually, she, he probably does care hey, if she opens no. her mouth. <laughs> but he just wants he wants a piece of that. That's all I'll say. All right, I um I got something to share with y'all. Y'all 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 gotta see this. So um, Harper may have seen this on the Facebook page. I don't know. So give me one is second, it, and I'll pull it, it up. Is the
3: meme you were telling me about earlier?
2: No, this is this is this has uh this is completely to do with wrestling, oh. and um let me make sure I um hold on. Why the hell is it? Okay, so uh, Phil Allen actually posted this on a Facebook group, and it is Rufus R Jones versus Porkchop Cash in Central States Wrestling and that ring
3: looks small
2: it is and i'm gonna fast forward to the 430 mark or so um yeah let me get to the 430 mark on this thing i'm trying to be bigger for what i'm sharing right now. i want to see this
3: thing on the right that you got that says mike tyson brutal knockouts because man that used to be a thing yeah Yeah. all
2: right so here we go um (laughs) let me go Let me go to the 430 mark, and I just want y'all to listen to the commentary. Again, this is Rufus R. Jones versus Porkchop Cash. And I'll give you a hint. It's going to be something racial. Here it is now all the black people in tv
5: land out there they ought to be bowing down to the boss man because the boss man pork chop cash he personifies what's great in a man what's great in a professional wrestler so everybody in tv land listen out there especially if you're the darker hue send in your cards send in your letters requesting that you want to be a member of the boss and his boys somebody better save the boss maybe one of his boys right now because rufus iron jones is all over him inside the square circle let me tell you one thing sir remarks like that are what's getting the boss pork chop cash the beating that he's getting right now you may be next you know rick stewart the boss is a great professional wrestler the boy
2: did you see that great professional wrestling i think i started off too early hold on or too late hold on he starts talking about eating watermelon, it's just, it's insane. Whoa. That's, you so can't just, do that. Just so you know, this is Rip Rogers talking, by the way. Oh, I that's like who you, it. That you hear. Here, hold on.
5: Well, you got a point. But how he got that plaque is another thing. Rufus Jones rocking the boss in the corner. He didn't look like anybody's boss right now. A couple of soup bones and a big elbow got him all staggered back. You know, Rufus R. Jones he's a black man he's very mm. very observant mr rogers he's an uncle tom what he dines on watermelon he dines on pork chop he dines on chitlins he's a disgrace to his people he's a disgrace to professional wrestling what? now all the black people in tv land out there they ought to be bowing down to the boss man because the boss man pork chop cash he personifies What's great in a man? Are What's you, great you, in a professional wrestler? So everybody in TV land, listen out there. Especially if you're the darker hue. Send in your cards. Send in your letters. Requesting
2: that you want to be... He said everybody out there in TV land. Especially if you're the darker hue. I was like,
3: why? <laughs>
2: Come on, bro. Uh, Anyway, that's Rip Rogers uh, going <clears throat> off on Rufus R. Jones. Um,
3: what year was that? Do we know?
2: This... Is oh shit, I didn't write it down.
4: Well, that's on a network, huh? The central states.
2: No, it's not.
3: Uh, I don't think comments. so. I wonder who was at.
2: I don't know what year this is, but it's the
3: estate of Bob Geigel.
2: That is Bob Geigel, but that's central, that's central states. Uh, Rufus R. Jones versus Porkchop Cash. <laughs> this has got to be in the early 80s, though.
3: I was thinking even maybe late 70s, but I don't know.
2: No, possibly. Uh, you may be on to something. Anyway, uh, Doc, your thoughts on uh, Rip Rogers' uh, rant right there?
3: Let's follow that under things that you could not say today. I was thinking about this. I was listening to an old Conrad and Bruce where they were talking about Austin pulling that gun on Vince. You want to talk about something else you couldn't do today? Uh, oh, I was watching that uh, the other night.
4: It was someone on one of those wrestling uh Instagram pages posted it. I'm
3: like, man, look at this shit. Could you imagine? Watching this? Could you imagine what would happen? No, I know, it,
2: that's like no way, no how. Come on, bro.
3: When he's like
4: beating up his friends, I was like, man, those guys suck.
2: Yeah, anything and everything that was offensive back then, you, you, you can't do now. Somebody's going to be upset, especially in a publicly traded company like wwe nope can't do it shareholders we, we 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 market to the shareholders so anyway uh all right well we're gonna get ready to get out of here before we do so make sure you use our amazon referral link each time you're on amazon again it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon great way to support this show go buy bobby blaze's book pin me pay me go buy death of the territories anything and everything you can buy on amazon so again it's tinyurl dot com slash btt amazon great way to support this show and uh give that link to your wives girlfriends hoes and side pieces of your life and tell them to use it every single time they use amazon also want to shout out the wrestling podcast about nothing with roh's brian malonis and mike crockett doing their show every single monday talking some current talking some classic but uh a bunch of different topics again, check them out. The wrestling podcast about nothing. And also check out our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the Northern side of pro wrestling's history, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still great. Nonetheless, they support us. So please support them. All right, doc, before we get out of here, man, what you got, anything else we need to go over as you, uh, Say you turned babyface? Uh, yeah, tonight? I'm
3: pretty tired, man. It was an emotional return. I'm glad to be back. Uh, once again, I do want to say thanks to Lance for uh, filling in admirably in, in my absence. And uh, I, I realized in my absence how much the uh, show means to me. So there you go. Oh.
2: Let's see if he still got that attitude starting next week. Um, we shall see, I guess, right? Uh, Harper, anything from you? Uh, you got a Wildcat show coming up in... Georgia, so... That's uh, right.
4: At the... Uh, at the where? Say it.
2: I don't work for the company. You you do, right?
3: No, Meisner, you do. Meisner, Grace King, that... No, boy. no it's X-rated. in Georgia.
2: And I'm yeah. going to look it up because I, he wasn't ready, as usual. It's
4: at the Landmark Arena. and uh, at
2: the Landmark Arena. 7 p.m. doors open, 8 p.m. bell time. Cornelia, Georgia. Landmark that's Arena. That's right. And... And Harper's not telling y'all one thing. It's going to be live on Fight TV via pay per view. May
4: eighteenth, May eighteenth, dog Saturday, May eighteenth.
2: So again, I'll repeat since 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 the guy who works for the promotion can't remember. It is May eighteenth, Cornelia, Georgia, the Landmark Arena. Bell times eight p.m. If you can't make it to forty two forty six Level Grove Road in Cornelia, Georgia and you can get it on ipay per view via fight tv on may 18th.
4: There you go. Kid, I think kids of the 5 free. Kids
2: of the 5 free. Is this the first i per view Wildcats done?
4: Ah. Uh, I think the one in Philly was wasn't. Bro, it? that yeah.
2: one wasn't that one wasn't live though. Like you could Oh,
3: get it, yeah. Yeah. Could buy yeah I it think after. it is. Bro, you yeah. get extra bonus points if you either a toddler. Oh, that'd
4: be that's, that, that's nice.
3: It'll be easier. So, they can't fight so hard.
4: That's
2: nice, Doc. So, um, <laughs> Harper, you were going to say something right before we started recording. Uh, Doc was what? about to say something about you ethering somebody at the last show this last weekend. Did something happen that you needed to tell us about or what?
4: I didn't do that. I know Saeed put uh, smell and salt uh, underneath the, uh, Steve Anthony's nose to wake him up.
2: But nobody ethered anybody, huh? nuh uh wow okay oh I'm
4: disappointed oh. I'm sorry
2: I know I know doc any thoughts on the no ether again
4: you should go on the facebook page and request that
2: for somebody to ether someone Yeah. how about say, I just text hey, the man, fucking
4: promoter that I'm, I'm an old, old know for fan ether. and,
3: and uh, say, I want to see someone
4: get, get fucking ether
3: man, ECW did it you should do it too <laughs> exactly say that
2: Okay, I have a dumb question because I don't remember it. Did, did somebody get ethered in ECW?
3: I don't know. I just figured that that's what old school wrestling is for most of the people today. Oh,
2: okay. That, well, you've got a point there. That's 20 years ago, Doc. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: but there you go. Uh, that's the, the Wildcat update going on May. And um, and we hope to break some news on the X-Rated show soon, some official news. Let me say that. Uh, network, there's that. Uh, doc and it, uh, you said you have nothing else Hopper if you have anything else man uh, you know hit the tagline line and get us out of here
4: what okay, you bitch
2: Shout out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there before we get out of here. Always want to be thankful to all the patrons we have, especially our Hall of Famers. Uh, so just shout out all of you. LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Nut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Miller, aka At Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famers, Mike Childrey, Kyle Rowley, and disrespectfully classy, Marky e. Blaskey are all in that super duper category. Thank you. And Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC 21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, slide 91 U.S., David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howe, and T-Hog 94. God bold, unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons out there. And I want to say also thank you to my friend Mike Pru, all of his plugs on the Bottom Line cast. They are category, category, cataloging the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WWF. So check out the Bottom Line cast wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, you name it. It's on there. Also on Twitter, they're at Bottom Line cast. Check them out. I don't think I got anything else. I appreciate all of your patronage out there. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for supporting this show each and every week. It really means a lot. And, uh, or I say each and every week, but it's really each and every month. So thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, that's it. going to get out of here. You know what Lance and Harper and Doc always say. Book it, bitch.